we were, so we were talking last night, um, obviously naturally because we are sticking oh. on this topic. We're sticking yeah. on this topic. We're about to facilitate on the subject of inspiration culture, which is, I don't even know if that's a thing. I don't even know, but um, it's a term that makes sense to me that I started using when we were having these conversations. Um, and essentially it's, it's content culture. It's creativity needing to, needing to pass through a filter of I'm, you know, I'm trying to be interesting for you. I'm trying to be this X, Y, and Z for you so that you will give me in return, what like likes attention work, mm-hmm. um, just kind of a, an, an exchange going on, which is changing what people make and how they make it in really, really irreversible ways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think inspiration culture should be a, it should be a thing. Like it should be <laughs> a coin term. Mm-hmm. Like get out of it. <laughs> I don't need to be inspired. I don't want to be inspired. So tell me, tell me about, cause you, you, you had said that to me, you know, very early on and it actually, I think your comment on that really sparked this whole thing. And the fact that this is happening, mm-hmm. um, you know, full disclosure, we, we were, we were finishing a workshop and, and that, that was coming up, you know, the product, you could see the social influence in the product of what, of what the, what the folks gathered were creating. Yeah. But I, I didn't expect it at all. Well, that was like, that was kind of like an eye opener for me. Cause it was like, what is that? Like, I didn't expect that. Cause it's not in general, not what I produce in general, at least in the kind of exercises that we were doing. And so I wasn't, I guess I wasn't really aware of that kind of like deformation of content or creation that happens. Can you say more about what, what it is that you're noticing? Because, you know, I see you as a little less in it than me because I, I <laughs> my whole, my whole brand was formed because I got online and started sharing my process, you know? Mm. Yeah, I don't think sharing. I think sharing process is fine. I just like what I what I noticed in that particular instance is that I had said, and maybe it's a question of like language, but I, I had asked something to the idea of writing a story, or like summarizing a story in one sentence, and people wrote inspirational quotes. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? And you know, and inspirational quotes like either in either explaining their process in the quote or or really inspirational quotes and I was like that's not a story like that's not a story I'm not I'm not <laughs> seeing anything I'm just like hearing what I should do or what I should be doing or what would be good to do and um and that was to, to me that's like that's not creative it's the opposite of creative if like you're creating you're supposed to be creating something and you create something that basically saying this is what should happen or this is what is good or this is you know my great like Mm -hmm. mind opening awareness moment or whatever it's like it's not creative at all (laughs) for me you know it's explanation I I would argue that there is creativity in it but I don't think we realize we're imprisoned by the need for that to be the outcome I think I think there could actually be creativity in the form, but I think also people confuse creation, like creating or create or creativity, with 
explaining you know like with <laughs> yeah. you know there's something about if you're just you're explaining your process that's not creativity that's explaining creativity is putting your process into a form that will um create sensations and emotions and images for the person who's watching or yeah. who's listening or who's you know and i think there's a there's a there's like an over at the same time there's a lack of that and there's like an also an an overabundance of that or people are create like are creating fake reality all the time to kind of generate feelings in other people yeah wow the yeah. fake reality that they're creating is not about their real reality is what does, does that make sense no it, it it does and i i think about and and i i there's a blamelessness here because i i see you know, I see the outlets, like I have a really strong visual in my mind right now, the outlets for creativity, the places where people can funnel the things that they want to say and the things they want to do. And like the things that are popping in my head are the little, the little ca ca caption bar for Twitter and the little, what are you thinking on Facebook and the square box of Instagram. And like, <laughs> these are the, these are the free, abundant, accessible outlets for people to put themselves in the world. And unfortunately, the only way to put yourself in that world in a way that will connect with other people is to kind of play by those rules a little bit. Uh, you can certainly be niche. You can be an outlier, outlier. You can do it your own way. But at some point to belong in that system, there are rules. There are rules that you just feel that you have to show up. You have to show up with your hashtags. You, you know, I'm just using the example. You have to show up with clipping yourself and editing yourself down to fit the attention span of the audience and it it's yeah it ha it's having a really really strong impact i i can feel it in myself i can see it in other people yeah i mean it's it's i wonder about uh, though i wonder how much we imagine that we have to fit into that in order to get people to be with us because i can think of several people who are online and who use social media um in a way that's not at all subjugated by you know the, the format yeah totally. Um, and they have great following you know yeah. and they have great following because of that and I, I you know if if i can if i find when i find depth on the internet i'm so happy that it doesn't like i will follow that person for real not just scroll through like what they're posting i will just like look at all their posts and and read all their posts and so there's something about, I think, that we project about the need to be, you know, like the need to fit into something, the need to be short, the need to la, 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 la. But I wonder if um, instead we, we focused on like feeding, again, so I'm always using this term, like feeding what we post in the most creative way possible and like, you know, making it so rich that it's really a reflection of who we are, if that in itself wouldn't be more efficient to bring people in, mm -hmm. you know? And maybe not, like, maybe not the masses, I don't know, maybe not as many people, but probably, I, you know, I don't know, like, I'm, I, I can see some people who are really not in the mold and they do have a lot of people following them. So it's not you know, there's, there's more people out there than we think probably. 
Absolutely. I mean, of course, there are, there are folks doing it their own way and fitting in into that system uniquely. Um, but being, you know, being that we're a social species and it's a social network, it has, I think, even even in the cases where you feel, I would argue that even in the case that you feel you're showing up fully authentic and you've got all, you know, all of yourself available to the creative process, there's still, there's still so much we're not really aware of what's happening in, in when we put work out there that essentially there's still rule following going on. Yeah, it's but. And I think that's that's not just for social media. I think that's true for social interactions in general, and it's true for how we are in the world. And it became it becomes like a dance of balance and like how far can you push the boundaries. Yep. Um, but I think what's interesting is to kind of to at least be aware of the boundaries, and to and to be aware of of pushing them or trying to push them or you know, like to, to not kind of like let them mold your thinking and mold the way that you see yourself and mold the way that you express yourself without even noticing it, you know, because that's, I think that's what we do. Like a lot, I do that. Like lots of people don't even notice necessarily um, that, they're, that they're limiting their expression to fit into something that's considered acceptable. I have a, sort of an idealistic hope that as as we as as people and humans integrate more and have more um, space and availability to the differences between us right essentially you know maybe there'll be an organic process of being more parts of us being able to show up in what we speak what we say about ourselves in you know in everything um and I think, as you say, awareness being, being really point, you know what, being able to observe your creative process is so invaluable and so vital because you really can just start to run programs, you know, as programs are being run on you and it's, um, and you can walk around not, you know, with the feeling that something is off and not really fully knowing what, what your part in that is. Um, you, you and I were talking about, I was telling you about Instagram stories and it's really interesting how, um, and I'm taking this back to Instagram because I feel like that's where maybe I spend most of my time on social media is on that, on that app. Um, so you look at stories and you look at the newsfeed. So the newsfeed, of course, is, is the permanent stuff and the, and the stories is the impermanent. And there are so many differences between what people will share in the impermanent space, the temporary space, and then the permanent space. I find that really interesting. And I find it interesting to notice that my story feed and my newsfeed, they look like two different accounts. Um, yeah. what, what would you say about this idea of, you know, creativity is vastly different in, in, in the space that is temporary, that will go away, that <laughs> the transient creative space. Really interesting. Yeah, I, that, I agree with that. I, and I feel like my, my stories, I, my story and my account are completely different as well. 
but because mm-hmm. I, my stories, I share a lot of stuff that I, you know, that I wouldn't share on my account. And a lot of my stories I post for my mom to be, to be <laughs> yeah. There is something to be said, you know, in the stories you're getting a smaller, it's a smaller group of people that are going to look at it. And it yeah. tends to be the more intimate, the people that care a bit more about you are going to yeah. find and watch the stories. And it's more, it's, it's, no, it's not so much. You know, it's, hi, it's mom. hi, mom, look where I am. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, I'm, I know that she likes to be able to follow my life, my daily life. And so I post stuff like, like pictures of food. I would never post pictures of food to my own, like to my main thing, unless it's something really amazing. Um, but I know that it makes her happy to see that I cook for myself. And so, <laughs> and also I'm, and also I'm, when I make something really good for myself, I'm like, I want to share it. I'm like, yeah, look what I made. I'm so happy. I'm going to eat this. It speaks to the fact that the newsfeed is so curated. It's, it's a curated space that has things you, you, you know, what, what, what do you think is going on there for you? I think it's a unique, unique reason that people put some things there and other things not there. What, what is it for you? Well, for me, it's because it's a, it's like a fixed portrait to a degree. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I, I have less space for the mundane in my feed I, I have, I want things, even there, if they, even if there are lots of mundane things, but I want them, what I post in my feed, either it's things that I make, like, you know, textile or things that I make or, or paintings or whatever, or it's um, moments or places or people that are important to me. Um, like a part of my landscape of my landscape that is important to me and I use my I use I have like more than 3,000 posts in my feed uh, Instagram feed what, how many do I have let me look and I which is a lot from you know most people don't have as many um, oh yeah because, I have 3,330 there you go <laughs> I didn't realize you had posted that much that's interesting but I post a lot of what I post is because I want to remember the moment. Yeah. And it helps me to have that. Um, I love going back in my feed because I can really, I, it's, I do it for me really. Like Instagram for me is my own, it's my playground. I don't have that many followers. I don't really care about who follows or who likes or whatever. Um, but I do it for that, me. That, that's huh? going to change. That's going to change everything. The, the purpose that, the purpose of your feed is so- yeah because I could I can't imagine like it would be painful for me like it would be painful if I would be like looking at my thing and and one like wanting like who is seeing it who is well liking it who is commenting on it it's really not it's it's as I was saying like it's definitely narcissist not like it's some narcissism of like oh like like look at my life it's so nice I like to, you know, I like to look at my feet and be like, oh, I had a really nice life. I so I went to really nice places, and um, and I like that it's that it's appealing visually. You know, I, I'm very sensitive to like harmony, harmony, visual yeah. harmony. Um, but to be honest, I don't really care like who likes or sees it or whatever. And I don't. I put zero, really zero effort in my captions. Like it's just Instagram for me is all about images and moments that I can keep for myself my I mean we, we are so couldn't be more different in, in yeah. the way that we use that we use it because I I still YouTube Facebook these 
these services are the reason I really give them credit for me having a job. Yeah, I know, but that's your, it's your career, you know, like you built your career. And I, and I like a lot of my clients, a lot of my work comes from through Facebook. Like I'm, I'm completely indebted. Yeah. So I, I get that, but I can, but I can never motivate like posting on Instagram. I have a pro account on Instagram and I never, I almost never post on it unless something is happening. <laughs> so I have, I have like 200 people following me. <laughs> so it's just, Well, I don't know where to take the conversation from here. <laughs> well, I, well, we can take it into intention and like how you can do the same thing, exactly the same thing and like have the same behavior, but it's not going to feel the same depending on why you're doing it or like what's, the, what's activated in you when you're doing it. Yep. I think. Yep. That's interesting. I think the, the process of there's, there's a lot that you can observe in yourself in the process of selecting what's, what's being published. This idea of publishing yourself is that's a very powerful point of your creativity that you can kind of observe what is going on, what's driving that. How are you seeing yourself? Um, what are you like, <laughs> I'm like pushing, I'm using my hand gestures to push things behind me. You know, like, what do you, what's, what is like, what's going behind your back in order to, um, to put something, you know, that, that meets your ideals and values and of course meets other people. That's, that's the point. I mean, I know some people who really just use their social media as a kind of a diary, but if it was a pure diary, you would be keeping it to yourself, right? Obviously. <laughs> so there's a definitely some diary is like there's you're still meeting people. There's still a yeah. quality, even if it's like here, I'm just going to open the door to my room so you can peek in if you want. Yeah, but for me, it's exactly the, for me, it's the same, same feeling, I think, that I had when I was a child and there was somebody coming. <laughs> and I wanted to show them my room and my drawings and everything I was making and my best dress and all of that. It's the same. It feels like the same thing, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it's not necessarily bad in itself. It's just like, I think it's take, it's bad if it takes away. It, it bad, it's bad as if the need to please or like the impulse to, to be validated takes over the actual, expression of you of who you are yeah i mean we were talking about this lesson, the idea of we were using the word balance but harmony comes in for me like a harmonious relationship with yourself in that and with other people in that and if the scale is tipped in either direction it can get really really tricky yeah yeah and that's what i think that's when pain comes in you know because it's like and it's, of course, it's express, like social media is exacerbating, exacerbating it to a degree. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the problem is that, that suddenly we're all children wanting to show our bedrooms, except that, <laughs> you know, except that we've seen everybody else's bedroom and ours don't look at all like everybody else's. And so we really, we, we repaint the walls and we're like, you know, and, and in a color that we don't like, and we 
it's it's a little bit like that it's like yeah. you know when you're at school and everybody had the cool shirt or the cool sh shoes and it didn't matter if you liked them or not but you, you had to have them yeah um, and i i think i i never like that's something feels it feels so constrictive to me that thankfully i i I have very little space for that. I, I, I have it definitely. Like I definitely like everybody else. I want to be validated. I want to be loved. I want to belong. And, but it's, I can't really, if I can't really move in that space in a way that satisfies me. So it very often just like, <laughs> just explodes it. There are, there are points in my relationship with social media where something really snags, like where something really ca catches. And if, if I was going to vulnerably share the, that it is as a mover and I, and I can even feel like, as I look at my feed, that it's not fully reflective of everything going on in my life. And I'm, cause I just see movement, just movement, movement, movement as you scroll. And it's a, it's a pretty big, that's the most meaningful part of my life in many respects, but um, something that, that happens that you sort of feel on your shoulder all the time when you're moving is, is being interesting, you know, being consumable, being interesting, being influential, being impressive. These, these, these words really stick out to me. And when I internalize that, when it, when I'm standing in that integrity for myself, I want that for myself. I want to see that in myself. It's very different than that shift that happens when I make it about, um, other people. And when that's a requirement, when that shows up as a requirement for what I'm creating, it feels just icky. It is an icky feeling. Um, and it feels like it chokes, it chokes what I'm able to do. It chokes flow. It chokes, um, availability and accessibility to, to the, to what wants to show up in me that day. And it's, it's, um, it's something that I have, I have to monitor. And I think, I think I've been fairly successful, personally successful in doing that, but that is a point of really the, you know, the, the pantyhose getting snagged is just when I, when I can feel that filter come on that internal, like it's a fully internalized filter of, um, you know, can I lift my leg just, just a little bit higher, just a little bit higher. Not because I give a shit. I don't give a shit about my leg being higher. Really, it doesn't even make the it doesn't make the more dance more fun in eighty nine percent of the cases. But I know, I know what the output, how that will look on the camera, and that and that snap. You know, in someone seeing that, will improve their opinion of me. Like that is some tricky shit. And it's, it's yeah. yeah, it is, it is super tricky. And it's always like, it, it makes me think, cause I, I was a, a ho hopeless people pleaser until <laughs> I was pretty old. <laughs> and so I spent a lot of time trying to figure out how I could be to be interested. And there was this, like this really strong um, pull or push to be interesting in my family, like, in, you know, in, in, the way I was raised and like, you had to be special. There's yeah. something about that that was really important. And so maybe, maybe that's because that's why, like for me, social media in a way doesn't have so much of a, of a pull because I had that so strongly in my family that, this, you know, it's nothing compared to like the Instagram and Facebook is nothing compared to what I grew up with. 
and to like all my years as a teenager trying to like be fabulous and and get people to see me and like me and failing miserably you know because I had no idea I had no clue like how to relate to people and, and the internet wasn't invented yet and um, thank god I don't know I've, I know I've, right thank god thank god for that um but yeah I, I can I feel that like I, I think I feel I think we feel it in different places in our lives like you, you feel it more maybe with social media and like online presence I can feel it with um if I'm not careful depending on the on the setting but I can feel it with my work like when I show up in the space to be a facilitator <laughs> and there's always sometimes less than it used to be when I started it was so strong where I had this thing on my shoulder that was not about being necessarily being interesting and impressive and but that was certainly about being um like a godly presence <laughs> Which is the same that 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 I that need to be interesting, impressive, or influential. It just shape shifts. If it's about you being godlike or you, you know, having the answers, it's 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 the same shit as you it's being the same shit. To totally. Back then, it's the same. And then, but that's what's really I like. I mean, I'm thankful for that, and I don't really know where that comes from. But I'm I'm really grateful that I really can't function for very long in something that's not me. It's, it just doesn't, you know, at some point it just get like, ah, it's too much effort. Maybe it's because I'm lazy. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but I do, I do have that, you know, especially when I start working with people who don't know me or like in setting that word, you know, whatever, as soon as there's pressure or some kind, then I get this thing of like, oh, you have to appear like, you know, you're the therapist. And so... It takes it's but it's really that's where it's really useful to be to have that awareness because because it's fairly easy to deconstruct like when you dare what's interesting about having the awareness of how you're kind of like putting yourself in a box is that then you can consciously kind of explode that box pretty fast yes and, and do the opposite and do like you know if you if you want to appear very serious and then consciously do the up, be a clown and then that's broken and then suddenly you're back into yourself your body people are there and they're you're relating to people and then you can move on yep yeah i mean awareness is a huge it's a huge magical tool <laughs> for for almost any situation where this stuff comes up yeah. i i um i i resonate with what you're saying about the facilitator thing um, and it reminds me of, you know, maybe one of the family, family values that I really had to felt I had to adhere to is just like, yeah, you have to know you're the one that knows you're the knowing one. And, um, I have memories as a younger person, um, being able to put on the facade of knowing, even when I had no fucking idea what was going on, but in all outer appearances, I looked like I was with it, in it, already done it, you know, and that's just, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> and I'm sure it's served me, served me greatly. <laughs> it serves you greatly, but then it's, it becomes, you know, when it becomes, there was a time in my life where I felt it was, it was physically painful to not know, like I, it could, it would like, it was unbearable to not know, to not have the answer, to not, it felt like the, the shame response was huge. Yeah. If any, 
like my default response was yes I know if somebody <laughs> would ask me like do you know about this and I didn't know anything never heard of it I would be like yeah yeah I've heard of it and because the shame about not knowing would be just not bearable yep and so that's where you want to you know you that if social media comes in there that's tricky yes it's, you know because it's shame like shame is a great it's like it's it makes it really easy for this kind of things to get their claws into you. Yeah. Like you have to be a certain way. You have to express a certain way. If the shame is already there, like if it's been nurtured when you were a child and all of that, then it's really hard to, to, you know, to put some distance between you and the, and the demands of society or social media or whatever. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it, it's, it's a playful experiment as well. Like, you know, it, my, my, my final, my, my takeaway at this point is um, all of this, if all of this is moldable and all of this is just open to become, you know, to, to be to available to me to become aware of, then, then there can be a playful, curious quality to it. And I, I feel a lot more freedom to play with all of these concepts when, you know, when they're, when I'm not approving and disapproving of either end. Mm -hmm. um, I know that that's a big, that's like a big vibe, like vibration of what our, our workshop is going to be about is, is a, is a space where we can just be curious about all of this and ask some questions, ask some questions about, um, the health and vitality that's available to you based on how you're how you're moving through the world so yeah 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 and curiosity is the is this big savior for me it, i feel like that's you know it's it's your it's your best asset in your in life if you manage to to get to come at life with curiosity no matter what it, it will save you so much heartache like it's just you know and it will be such a great um tool to to evolve and to to have power over your life you know and to have your own power and and to remain engaged because yeah in i think in some cases when something is not working without curiosity you just you know you just have this sense of failure giving up dead end mm. i have to get you know i have to just push the whole thing away from me but curiosity is like continues to keep you to keep you engaged, which is kind of everything. <laughs> if you want to live, live in your life, we were talking about that last week, like living your life and how, yeah. Well, um, anything else you want to say before we, cause I, um, i I feel, I feel it's a good place to stop, but yeah. No, I feel it's a good place to stop to, too. Let's just, just say like, come play with us and, you know, explore creativity. <laughs> That's all I'm doing these days. <laughs> and our, um, so right now we're, we're in, you know, the first week of January and the workshop is uh, next Thursday. Whenever you're listening to this, it's Thursday, January 14th at two. And then there's a follow-up session in the series on the 21st, the following Thursday at two. And each session is going to be two and a half hours and they're live and you will need to be present for them because we're going to be doing some group stuff. So um, 
feel free to send me an email, uh, findingyourfreestyle at gmail.com if you have questions or you can find us on Instagram (laughs) (laughs) Um, and send send me a DM. But but yeah, thanks for listening and stay curious out there. Yay, yay Yay. curiosity. (laughs) Bye.